This podcast contains the best of those bad words and may contain difficult discussions of all things related to love, particularly the bad parts. Welcome to Bad at Love Podcast. I'm Tamu. And I'm Mallory. And today we're going to be talking about heartbreak, heartache, different alternative methods to overcome relationships. (laughs) Not sure. (laughs) Or just like in general, the, I think this happens, this is, uh, how old is, uh, she's supposed to be in the film? We never really did get an age. 28. Okay. So yeah, someone around that age realizing... Because I felt that was kind of almost like an obsession of early 20s, but maybe not. Anyway, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We are really jumping. Let's start with our housekeeping. Yep. Please. I don't even care anymore. Uh, That is not true. Okay. You're going to find us on uh, iTunes. You're going to find us on Google Play. Please rate. uh, Subscribe to us. Leave a actual message after you rate us if you want to. We would like you to. Um, email review. <laughs> Leave an actual message. <laughs> an actual message at the tone. Write a review. Um, email us, badatlovepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook, badatlovepod. Uh, Cast. It is podcast. Twitter, it's badatlovepod. Right. You can find us on there. Interact with us. The more you interact, the more that we're going to interact back. Sure. But mostly our Instagram, because of Tamu, is phenomenal. Thanks. I try my best. <laughs> but please, yes. She does what she does when she does it. Email us on this because this may be considered a, an interesting topic of how I think we it might work. Be. About um, how we deal with love, like you said, heartbreak. Breakups. Um, breakups yep. in general. Trying to get over your heartache. Or like insta-love. What's or, that mean? Because that's to like me, that means kind like of it's love on Instagram. No, it's more like instantly you're so in love, love with this person. Sight. Yeah, it's more about okay. love at first sight and how you deal with it when that other person doesn't seemingly feel that way as much, although mm-hmm. they led you to believe as such. Sure. So People yeah. lying to you is what it is. <laughs> the movie we're talking about is Someone Like You. Well, first of all, let's talk about how we got here because it didn't necessarily start with Someone Like You. No. It started with a Minnesota lady. Dessa. Oh, I did not know this. You, that's how this started. <laughs> I'm very, I'm not recalling the conversation. It was last weekend when we were sitting here, we had the talk about, oh, we should talk about Dessa, is what you said. And then you were telling me about the fact that she went through a neuroscience and had an fMRI. And oh, I yes, said, yes, yes, right, yes, we yes. should totally, it sounds like someone like you, where she was trying to get over her breakup and try to get her amygdala right. removed and all that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, and yes. And that's yes. how it started. Way to remember. Wow, yeah, that was, like last that's week. a rare one for me. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no, how she had, a, yeah, neurological chimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. For a second in here, yeah, she tried to get her senses her nose and that's in someone like you yes in yes. someone like you but she also was trying to overcome a breakup in many 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 odd and non-traditional ways um which was interesting and so 
Well, here's... Okay, so this is a movie that was based off of a book called Animal Husbandry. Oh. Um, apparently, it actually has a different ending, which I wasn't aware of. But when I looked it up, because I was like, I'm pretty sure this must have been based off of a book. So mm-hmm. I just happened to look it up. But I couldn't find out what the whole difference... I want to say that she ends up alone in the book. Oh, that might make more sense. And she they, clearly needs some therapy. Because most of the reviews on there said... The ending, you may like the movie better, the oh, book ends, happy ending. where it's more like she's just kind of on her own. Okay. Um, but there wasn't a ton of reviews, so I couldn't, or, or at least the, uh, with like what was happening in the book. Most of them were just kind of like, not worth your time, or you would love this book. Sure. Also this. So, Who's the authoress? Um, by Laura Zygman. Okay. Who's had, who actually has quite a few other books that are on there. Like one of them that I saw was Dating Big Bird, mm. <laughs> which seemed... So, yeah, seemed interesting. Um, And then I thought it was interesting, too, because I was looking up the film, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 43%. Yeah. And... That's pretty high. I mean, it can be considered pretty pretty high. Pretty high splat. But to me, I thought it was... Because Metacritic gave it 32%, 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, so it's not considered, obviously, the the highest It's not a great movie. But, like, it obviously made an impression on us. Sure. So I thought that would be kind of, like... That's why I think the conversation should be interesting because obviously it, we remembered it. I know I saw it more than once. Yep. Um, I didn't see it in theaters. I don't think. I think no. I only it was saw what two thousand or two thousand and one. Um, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see it in theaters, but that doesn't mean like I think I saw it when it came on HBO. Yeah, I mean I didn't see it in the theaters either. Two thousand one was a real fun time. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> but obviously it made a mark. Like it. it Made us, uh, well, it's a cute rom-com, right? Like, if you right. just take it on a rom-com status, it's it's cute. <laughs> if you try to look too deep into it. But then when you go deep into it, you're like, oh, okay. This is problematic. Well, it feels problematic, but also, like, I can relate to a lot of what ha- happened because some of it actually right, happened right, to me. Right, right. So, well, know. the whole idea, for those of you who haven't watched it or don't know what it is, the summation of this is that... Someone who, uh, Ashley Judd's character. Her uh, name Jane. is Jane Goodall. <laughs> but it's spelled Goodale. So I don't know why they don't say Goodale, but okay, whatever. Whatever. She essentially, after hooking up with the guy and being with him for a good couple of months, they break up and she's trying to figure out why. And she ends up reading in a newspaper an article about cows and how... When they mate, the bull won't have sex with that cow again, no matter what they do. They're like, they try to set, put new scent, <clears throat> new cow scent on this cow. The bull's not fooled. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden in her head, she's like, this makes sense for the whole male species. Right. Where essentially that's why men don't stick around is that they're with a new cow, quote unquote. And then like, they don't want to have sex with the same cow again. And that's why they continually cheat move on, etc. Right. And she takes it to whole new levels by doing a ton of research in other books and essentially goes a little nutty. Yeah. She ends up becoming an author of a column in a men's magazine that becomes like the 
biggest column and the biggest story <laughs> and everybody wants to interview her like Oprah and her boss who is like the white Oprah. Wait, she's a TV producer. Mm-hmm. So the movie itself, so like the cast has really big names. Yeah, there's like me, um, Greg Kinnear is in it and um, Ellen Barkin is in it. Hugh Jackman is in it. Obviously Ashley Judd is in it. Marissa Tomei is in it. There's some really big stars in it. So that said, what? No, I was looking at Ellen Barkin mm-hmm. because when I first watched this movie, uh, obviously I was younger, 2001, was born in 87. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> but it was funny because her in the film, she looks actually a lot like J.K. Rowling. Oh, wow. So when I was first watching, I was like, wait, what? Like I had to do a double take. And so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to think of her in any other light. And I do Well, I don't see that probably, comparison. No. At all, but... They don't when you put side by side. Sure, like, I'm actually picturing both of them in my mind. Right, but, like, when you first glance... basically, you're stereotyping blonde ladies, blonde white ladies. Always. Okay. (laughs) I can do that, because technically I'm supposed to be a blonde. That's true. And I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so, big names. And I saw, like, on Amazon that it... The movie got... Not the best reviews. Like, people were like, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, again, it's a cute rom-com. Because, you know, the hangover is so real. True. And it (laughs) just makes you kind of think about... It does shed some light and some truth on some things. Not, like, new cows, old cows, because Greg Kinnear's character, Ray went back to his old cow right. and used the cow you for it. And then he tried to cheat on her And again. then he tried to go back to the new cow again and the old cow and the waffling. It's just, he's basically an asshole, mm-hmm. right? Well, obviously we aren't cows. And we're not, well, I'm sure some ladies who keep having multiple babies and have to have them strapped to the tits feel like it. That's true. <laughs> I just mean in the sense of like... We're not... There's plenty of monogamous relationships we're not that seem bullpines. to be doing quite well. And then, so she does have a counter a counter theory to this, which is her sister and her, sister and her sister's husband. Right. Her sister is older and having going through in vitro fertilization to try to get pregnant with her husband. And they have a lot of trials and tribulations and they have a miscarriage and, and things like that happen. And Jane realizes that not all men are assholes. Mm-hmm. There are men who will actually take a look at their wife who's in their worst possible condition and be like, I love you. You're the most beautiful person in the world. And there will be other people that will come around and change your life. <laughs> and uh, blah de blah de blah to quote my friend Hillary. <laughs> blah de blah your, your typical romantic comedy ending of sure. like, everything's great. Yep. We're all in love now. So in this movie, it was really interesting because you've got Hugh Jackman's character, Eddie, who's like this womanizing asshole who's just like, I'm going to stick my dick in any hole in any port at any moment. And Jane absolutely hates him. Mm -hmm. And that's not like her typical guy who she'd ever be attracted to at all. But Ray, Greg Kinnear's character, is like her prototypical guy and so she and Ray have this weird flirting thing at work which is another thing about you know workplace romance Mm -hmm. um they have a connection and they you know kind of have a flirtation and she's like I'm not gonna get involved in that and then of course she wants to get involved in that he starts calling her and then he kind of comes around he's like hey you want to have lunch hey you want to do this hey you want to do that and so it kind of starts to evolve a little bit 
And then it kind of, they have a moment where they spend the night together, but they don't spend the night together. They just talk the whole night and everything is great and wonderful. Watch the sunrise with wine. Exactly. Looking over the Brooklyn Bridge. As no one else could ever do. True, because nobody can afford where they live at. <laughs> well, hey, the next place that they were going to live had the Twin Towers. It's true, and that's, this is one of those movies that was filmed before 9-11. Which is so crazy. Which is also why 2001 was a great year! Well, that's one of those weird things. Yeah, it came out in March, mm-hmm. end of March. And so, yeah, like at that time. I When I went to New York, I have a whole bunch of pictures, so after... 9-11 happened. It was like when I was sorting through, I'm like, this is really weird knowing that I have all these pre-pictures. Oh, I have pictures of the whole. You do? Oh, you I stayed in a hotel directly across the street from the big giant cavern. So I have those. Awesome. It was super cheap to stay there. Also really disturbing, but cheap back then. <laughs> I... I digress. So yeah. So then, of course, what happens is like, he kind of has a girlfriend and they're, I guess, on a break right now. And so she's basically a side chick. So yep. we read a book like this at one point in time. <laughs> we all know how that goes down. Confessions of a side chick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, this ain't going to work out. She going to get killed. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> well, and it's funny, too. So she has a best friend, too. Who, Marissa Tomei is her best friend. Yeah, where they both have, um... <laughs> she's the cynical one. Who? Uh, her friend. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Okay. Can't remember her character name. Yeah. Uh, is her best friend, who's super cynical, and being like, ah, he's a whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or you can have fun, but just know mm-hmm. that... And then they have the relationship, and then when she breaks up with him... Then she's, you know, has this whole theory of going crazy. And then Marissa Tomei is all like, not everybody's like you. Not everybody right, because she like, fell in she love. Fell in love. Mm-hmm. And then flips back. It's, yeah. I mean, that part I felt was pretty realistic where. Well, you get caught up in your, your shit, right? And then you forget about your friends. This is what usually happens, And right? she immediately, like, as soon as that happened, she immediately dropped, like, her pretension. She's like, oh, you're in love. Why didn't you tell me? And then it turned into this whole, like, just discussing love. And her kind of, like, setting aside. But then she was like, well, she also had these theories about it, too. Whatever. She's like, I'm still on my train of thought of, like, men are fucking assholes. And I'm going to expose it. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes is after the the, they go to the bookstore. (laughs) Or she goes to the bookstore, I should say. Oh, and she's buying all the books. All of them. And then she comes back and he's like, what are you doing? And he steals one of the books Hugh Jackman's character Uh It's like two male slugs will eat off each other's penises. Those are her notes that she was actually <laughs> writing down based on what she was reading. It's like like a crazy I worry person. about you, Jamie. I really do. She's and he just walks out. Yeah, she's a little bit cuckoo bananas. She's really obsessed about this thing. And if that's what it takes for you to kind of get over a breakup, that's fine. It's so, not just to get over a breakup. But it's also, I think, and every person that I've kind of been with, I don't think men as much do this. But most of the time, my friends, try when to they figure break it out. out, they try to figure it out. They're like, what did I do wrong? Sure. Is it because they did something wrong? Was it because there was something? So it's like, this is the extreme case of trying to think, not just thinking like in our relationship, genuinely thinking kind of like the women are from Venus, men are from Mars type scenario of being like, we are fundamentally different. And how is that? And trying to figure it out. So then she doesn't feel bad because then otherwise, then it's her. Well, let's backtrack anyway. to the point where 
Jane ends up living oh, yes. with Eddie. With Eddie. Is because she is hanging out with Greg Kinnear and he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you. And they were like making up the bed and it's so cute and everything is great. And, this, and then it's in that vapor time where mm. everything is just beautiful and sepia toned and wonderful. And he's like, let's move in together. And she's like, okay. And then she puts notice on her apartment. So she's going to lose her apartment. And then, of course. And they found another apartment. And they found an apartment together. But then Greg Kinnear's character just keeps finding fault to delay and delay and delay. And she's kind of like, dude, what's going on? Dude, what's going on? Dude, what's going on? What happens when you're in a relationship and decide to move in with each other after like two months? And then what ends up happening is he tells her at a restaurant that he's going back to his original... Oh, he didn't actually say that. No, he just said this isn't going to work. He said it wasn't going to work. But we find out later that actually it's because he was trying to go Well, and there are points in between that during their relationship time where he said, I told... D. I told D, which is Ellen Barkin's... We find out later, Ellen Barkin's character... That um, they were done, and um, she was like, well, did you tell Dee about us? And he was like, no, I didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, dig the dig the knife in deeper and twist it. I just wanted, you know, it was kind of one of those things where he was just like, you know, I was just thought it was best not to do that and tell her that I found another person. It should have been a red flag. Exactly. Red fucking flag on the play. Boom. So he breaks up with her in the restaurant, which... Again, if you listen to our first episode of our podcast, I discuss this happening to me just about exactly. <laughs> Did you watch this movie before? Was this movie out before that happened? Or yeah, because okay. that was later. But, yeah. Jane ends up losing the apartment. Yep. Losing her apartment. Well, yeah, she's like, and has, has very no place time. to live because he literally was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going back to blah, blah, blah. And we're done. And um, so she has no place to live. And then kind of like a revenge tactic at when she was talking to Greg Kinnear at work, she was like, hey, Eddie, do you still have your room available in your house? And he was like, you're going to move in with this guy? I mean, obviously, look, let's do the comparison between Greg Kinnear and Hugh Jackman. I'm siding with Wolverine. (laughs) the way. Even if he's a misogynistic dick. I just have to live in his house. Right? And she was doing it to make him jealous anyway. So right. she decided to move to the meatpacking district. Desperate. And she has no place to live. Yeah. She's so, so desperate. She ends up having to like, she loses all of her shit and has to move in with Hugh Jackman. Hardship, hardship, hardship. <laughs> and live Which in Which is me- kind of sort of because she wakes up every day and there's always another woman somewhere in the house. Move into a big, beautiful loft with a wall missing. <laughs> Earned room in the meatpacking district but, where now but, you can't afford rent. But Eddie's really kind and generous the whole time from the get go. But she does find out that like Eddie had a girlfriend at one point in time that broke his heart, and that's kind of why Eddie is the way that he is currently. Don't worry, ladies, he can change. And then I did write down something like no one wore bras in 2000 because no, they didn't. That is the same thing that happens. Like nips were a flying everywhere in yeah. this movie. Nips were flying in Friends. All yeah, all friends. yeah, friends. And I was just like, God damn, people, do we not believe in a padding? Watch Charm. Holy moly. Yeah. Any of like the late 90s, early 2000s for sure. That mm-hmm. was just the look. 
Yeah, so then I wrote that down because I was astounded and remembering, like, all the nips that flashed before my eyes. Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, blah, blah. You know, everybody's nips were flying in my brain at that point in time. (laughs) How lucky. Nips, 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 nips. have to use. Right? A bra. But some of those ladies needed it, too. I mean, it's cold. It's padding. (laughs) Just right there. On your areolas, gals. Anyway. And I wrote down one of the best lines because, of course, like, she's balls deep in her grief and sadness and they go to the, she and Hugh Jackman go to a bar and he's like, trust me, you're living in a fantasy. Romance, true love, soulmates, it's all bullshit. None of it exists. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah! Although the next line is pretty much that if she wants to put me up as a white knight. Yep. (laughs) That's her fault. And I was like, welp. But he doesn't have any pretenses. I mean, he's he completely straightforward like, about his shit. He's very straightforward like, about it. This so is what I want. This is what I'm about here. And, and it is her fault. Is. She decides to fall in love and do whatever. Yep. He's like, I'm not here for that. He seems to be realistic about his approach to things, right. which I do appreciate because there's one voice of reason in this madness of crazy because Marissa Tomei <laughs> is like, fuck that! Because then she ends up getting cheated on as right, well. Right. And so then she's like, I gotta do an article. You should talk about this stuff that you're thinking about because that's when she decided to have these weird-ass theories about the cows and right. nature and men. Well, she had it before, but yeah, it, this is when she hopped on the bandwagon of mm-hmm. it. So the <laughs> I wrote down, Jane begins to study the male human... And then she wants her erotic nose brain removed because she's stalking dude in the elevator and smelling him. And she wants to have the memory of him erased, which is what Dessa did. Yes. I, well, it wasn't erasing it. No, it was, she was trying Dessa's to... Dessa's was more of like, yeah, trying to be like, okay, I can't seem to get over someone like mm-hmm. everybody else can. So what's going on right. here? So like her thing was more of... And the fact that she the, was able to have this MR, fMRI scan right. and physically see exactly where in her brain this the signal was, was coming exactly. from. And then they was had a really time amazing. Thing. But that was secondary because I did a lot of yeah, work it was on really the cool, Dessa right? stuff. So I read that part. And then, so she went to the U and had the scan right. and all of that stuff. But then she was trying to find someone who could help her get past that part well, and kind of break it out. Well, it was the same person, I thought. Different person. It was a different person. So she ended up in Florida right. with another person who was able to do that portion of it, and that was where the chime Yeah, that's that where the chime part. Because they were like, well, and here's then she what went it looks like. back to the U to get another fMRI scan, and to it, see if it, was, it had changed. Like, she had completely changed her Because whatever it is that we mind. were going through, like, usually you like a person, and it lights up a certain part of your brain, mm-hmm. and then usually you sort of get over someone with whatever methods you do. Sure. And so you can see them, and you can still think of the residual, like, being like, oh, I loved them, but, like, I'm not in love with them anymore. And she could not, for the life of her, get over and it this was, person. it's been 12 years. And it had been 12 years, and not even had been together for mm-hmm. that much of the time. Time, but, but it was, it was, he was still he, in her life. Still in her life, would call for things. Mm-hmm. And so it was very intriguing. And the treatment that the, uh, she went through to where they sent chime mm-hmm. every single time she saw him and thought of him and thought love. Like they did this chime thing to essentially like deprogram her brain. Yeah, deprogram mm-hmm. her brain to falling in love, which I think is fascinating. Absolutely. That you could be like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore, so take it. I mean, it's very... Well, I mean, um, you and I can't. No. But, but Dessa probably but, was like, maybe to. we could, though. Maybe it could be the opposite of that, of being like, I mean, I'm sure that this method is used for possibly PTSD-type sure. situations. 
Um, but interesting to be like, okay, so you don't have these feelings or something. Is that something that you could also program your brain to be able to be more, be more receptive, be so more vulnerable, be more... So you're thinking like they can more... help sociopaths become empathetic? Or I wonder. Like I, I genuinely, or if it's like actually that part of the brain is dead, so no. Like, yeah. it's very intriguing to me. It's amazing what your can brain do can do. Yeah. And the fact that Dessa has two years on me, although I stopped feeling things a bit ago and it's just been a 10 year like I've just shut myself down personally for 10 years mm. but I get it like you don't that's why I, t- I banned music be- for the exact same reason and so I was like oh my god I could totally relate to this and I'm super happy while yes I have met Dessa and I have been to a performance of hers I really wasn't into her music necessarily mm. until I started to research this stuff and I listened to basically her entire catalog. I love Chime. It's really good. She has a really good feminist Me Too song on there. Fire Drills. So good. Take a listen to it. It's amazing. But um, I was like, oh, I'd have banned her shit too because there was no way that I'd have been able to listen to like Call Off Your Ghosts and stuff like that. In the midst of my shit, I'd have been still trying to do awful things to myself. So... It worked out that well, I and get to it now. It's interesting, though, too, because you could consider Dessa going to an extreme. However, because of, like, what sure was happening in the film, too. Yeah. But, like, it also was legit. Absolutely. I mean, she... It happens. Yeah, and she legitimately said, she's like, after, like, we got a picture, she's like, I got my picture on love. Uh-huh. Like, and I did it, and she's like, I, like, put it up in my performances to be like, no, I have yeah, proof she made a disco that I'm not crazy. of that portion of her brain like I think it was when they were talking about the study that they did on her and so she actually made a disco ball of this particular love quadrant of her brain of this guy and it's amazing to me that people can and I'm not going to people can have an effect on you oh for sure in and impact your entire life in so many different ways I mean it's probably a blessing for her because it gave her the ability to be creative and talk about her sadness, right? right? Obviously, the best albums come from breakups, right? Which is the truth. Like, look at JT's first album. All of that stuff. Not to equate JT and Dessa, but you know what I mean. Um, so those things kind of have a look at Lemonade, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, just, I'll equate Dessa and Beyonce. <laughs> or sub in a subcategory of it. But, you know, heartache and hardships and those sorts of things... Things that you bring out the passion in you. Spark that creativity that you need. And the fact that she was able to then take her recovery, I'm going to say it in quotes, and make a really great album that's still, she still has those feelings, obviously, but they're not as strong as they were before. Because there's a song in there, like, is it half? of you. Hang on. But that's in the It song. is half of you. It is half of you. It's half of you where she's kind of talking about what if I could take the pill that right. can get rid of you? Would I do it? You know what I mean? And you still have that thought because you don't necessarily want to you want to erase the the hurt of the experience but you might not necessarily want to erase the experience and the memories. Right. You want to well, the dull feeling, the effects of it. Right. Because it's like the feeling of it is wonderful. It wouldn't. But happy when points. you have that heartache like I've had that with some guys where it's just like of being like and it's never gonna happen and it hurts Mm -hmm. it legitimately hurts it does and 
I mean, that's how she realized that. <laughs> I think she said it was, uh, she got a call from mm-hmm. him and she thought, oh my God, this is it. This is the moment. And he just, it was some menial. Right. It was just a basic question, like, hey, like, how hey, you doing or what's whatever. What's going on? Right. I had a quick question. Mm-hmm. And then like the conversation was over. And that's and when she's she like, was like, what I am I expecting? What's my expectation out of this? Do I yeah. And that is exactly the same shit I thought of because when Bjorn came back to be my friend. Oh Yeah. Same thing. I'm like, oh, he's finally seen the light. He's understanding. Like, that's me. I'm the one. And then it wasn't that. And then he wanted me to meet this chick yep. that he's married to now and all of that stuff where I was like, we are friends. <laughs> I can't. That is not something that I can do. Yeah. So what is your problem? You know, so I, I totally get it. And then there's a line in Call Up Your Ghost where she is literally like, I can't walk, I can't see your future walking past me. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, amen, girl. I could, I get it. I totally get it. I was right there with her. And I was just like, you know, I'm glad I didn't know this before. (laughs) It would have been bad. It would have been even more, she'd have been banned too. She'd have been on the list of the bands. But then this would have come out and it would have been like, never mind. What? The time. album, you would have been like, oh, wait. Yeah, but it took her, that was, it took Call of Your Ghost was yeah. 2013. Time is now. That's five years. Yeah, so long ass time. It's a, it's a process. <laughs> Kudos to her for being able to go forward and do it. And then, obviously, she I, is making amazingly great music still. And that's great that she hasn't lost her creativity. She's writing a book. All kinds of good things are happening for her now. Um, it's nice that she's realizing that she can do these things. She doesn't need that. And it's, I mean, to be fair, it was a hard decision anyway, because when you think about it, like what if, I mean, so much of her talent was writing these mm-hmm. breakup heart wrenching songs. Sure. And then to be like, I might be getting rid of my entire career here. Right. <laughs> but I don't want to be this. So this is more important to me than that. Sanity is more important. Yep. So kudos to her for that. She did that before she was 40. That's smart. Go so, Dessa. Yeah. That's how, yeah, that's how this whole thing came about was, yeah. Yeah. That is how it came about. Way, to, re- way to remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the movie. Back to the movie, which someone like you and not like the Adele song. Uh, sort of. So then, um, she studies the males. She wants to get her amygdala removed, which is crazy. I almost wondered if that was just in her head. I could, I Oh, that scene that where she's talking scene. to the doctor? Yeah. I was like, is this happening? Was she having a flashback and got caught up in her flashback? And that's why, I don't know. But but then she and Eddie, which this part was weird to me because, like, I live with people whom I've known for decades. Mm-hmm. And I love them. They're my family. But I'm not running around my house naked. I'm not running around my house in a t-shirt and underwear going to get stuff in the right, refrigerator. I'm right, putting some right. pants on and going about my deal. So she goes into her the refrigerator in their shared common space, right. and then Hugh the Jackman comes out, and she's wearing a tank top and underwear, and he's in his boxers, in his long pants, but no shirt, which I wasn't, he wasn't mad in long about. Pants. Was he, was he just in, in his boxers? Whatever it was, I was happy to see it, but I wasn't. Ha- I didn't feel like I needed to see Ashley Judd in her, you know, 
underwear. To her, I'm sure she was thinking, like, he's going to be busy. Right. I'm going to pop yeah, out I'm going to pop out and grab something. And then he comes out. He's like, well, you can't sleep either. And then they start having a conversation and, like, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, eating noodles together and bonding. In the meantime, he's got some bitch in the room. Yep. And she's like, dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were here. Uh-huh. Indication number one that uh, something's changing. To him. For him, anyway. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he also still has sex with them. There's something there that wasn't there before. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and now, this is a point where, like, Ray's starting to try to come back into the picture. Right. They coming reconnect over at Christmas. and talking to her at Christmas parties and shit like that. Says and that they'll go do a New Year's thing together. Yeah. And that's when Marissa Tomei is like, hey, you need to write this article right. about all this stuff because it totally makes sense and you should totally do it. And she's like, I don't know. And I just thought this was before Google because they literally started to come up with the idea. Right. Write it out. Steal some old lady teacher's obituary picture. With no And uses people, yeah. that as her name and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, we could figure that out right now with like Twitter in like well, four seconds. In four seconds, but also the fact that... Um, Honestly, if she was a good teacher, like there, as soon as her picture would be done, as famous as she people got, would know, people would be like, mm, "She's dead now." Yeah, she that's Mrs. Shapiro. We know who she is now. They would, but back then they probably still have to write a letter. That's right. It was two thousand one. Let's be real. The internet was they still phones. new and amazing. So much fun back then. I mean, she was able to Google stuff, but it was very early on. For yeah. Sure. So, of course, she writes the article, it's a smash, Oprah wants it, and of course, Ellen Barkin wants it as well, and she's like, we need to have them, and she's like, sicking everybody on it, and of course... Everyone's putting pressure on her, because they're like, you, your, your friend. friend works at the magazine, this mm-hmm. call is in, and you can't get her, and... Yep. And so then Ray and Jane decide that they're gonna go out on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and then, of course, he... he never shows he up. never shows up. And Hugh Jackman is like, hey, come to the party that I'm going to. And she's like, oh, I'm busy. And he's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, you know the outcome is going to be. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. Everything's great. I'm just going to go to sleep. You know, eat popcorn. (laughs) And he's like, whatever. Here's the address. So then, of course, she goes to the model party because there's nothing but models in there. Mm -hmm. The first model that comes out is Veronica Webb. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then I was like, I wouldn't want to go in there because Veronica Webb is like mean mugging her, looking her up and down like, who are you, bitch? And I was just like, I would turn around and go. She was there. Well, to be fair, like the countdown happened immediately. She was there for like 10 seconds max. Turned around and left. And he's seeing her and he's yelling at her name and she's just like hear that. so sad. And so she runs away and then of course on Cinderella the step moments. her heel breaks. <laughs> Cinderella moments. Her heel breaks and she grabs it and she just limbers, limps off with one shoe on and one shoe off in the summertime slash wintertime of New York City because <laughs> I saw the fake snow. <laughs> Which was funny. She's sad and alone. Sad and alone. Sad and alone. Well, that's when she finds out because she gets back to work. And Diane and Ray's like, hey, sorry. And she's like, whatever. Fuck you. Like, I'm not angry. And then Diana, her boss, comes up and she's wearing a obviously a dress that she wore the night before, but is wearing a man's shirt over it. Which is a shirt which that is a shirt she bought for Jane him. bought for Ray when they first had sex and she ripped his shirt and she bought him a new shirt. So she, he was like, what's the matter? And she's like, um, 
she's wearing a shirt. So that's when he starts trying to explain and say, we just got back together again. It wasn't like we were, she was like, wait, again? <laughs> wait a minute. And that's when she realizes that D was Diana. The old has, cow. And then ends up having a mental breakdown in a meeting. <laughs> but then after she yells, she goes back to the boss to be like, I'm so sorry. And that's when she finds out from her boss. That she's like, yeah, six months ago, my boyfriend left Mm -hmm. me, but you didn't notice any of it, so you need to, like, not do that here. Suck it up, girl. Be professional about it. Honestly, she was completely, like, right. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So she's like, so you know what I did was that, like, I got two of these bagel things, which is a callback to something that he tried to do. Corned beef sandwiches lightly toasted. And then she's like, I went to him, and now I'm happy. Well, what Go she figure. said was she went to him and said that <laughs> she needed him and she couldn't live without him. And that's why he decided to come back. So there's that whole point of being needy, needy and having to have them save you or help you or you have to pretend to be helpless. Right. And, and now she's never been she's happier. Like, and I'm happy. Go figure. Who knew? I didn't have to sacrifice blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, that's when her sister loses the baby. She says that Wait. she's going to have a phone interview for... She and um, oh, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Like, she goes home and is crying They're and gonna sad. Go well, no, they go out to drink or whatever. Right, and they and get then, into an argument. And then they get into an argument, and then that's when he's like, what's your problem? What's your problem? Why is this such a big deal? Like, get over him. What's the big deal? And, then and that's when she's like... It, Essentially overturns my entire theory because he went back to the to same the person. Old right. So that just means like it doesn't. It means that not only the theory is incorrect, but that means he just doesn't want to be with me. Period. Right. right. And all men that's don't wrong. want to be with me because that's wrong. And then he's like, "That's not true. You're beautiful. She's you're like smart. Gross and... You're weird." And she's crying and she's disgusting. And then she breaks down and they fall asleep, holding hands. Aww. And then Hugh Jackman wakes up at one point and is looking at her, and then you know he's in love with her. Because he smells her. Because he smells her. Because she smelled Ray back in the elevator, which she wanted to get her amygdala removed. Yep. And she wakes up, and she's acting like an asshole. Like, oh, I just wanted to make sure. And he's like, look. And this part I wrote down because we had talked about this in our um, Red Flags. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote this down for us. Sometimes you are so hell-bent on making sure things fit, you miss out on the fun when they don't. And I feel like that is our mantra because we really do this. Like, Oh, for sure. We've talked about the fact that we missed out on fun parts because we're so wrapped, wrapped up, up in any other stuff and trying to make it all make sense that we don't really take the time to enjoy the moment that we're in. For sure. And so I was like, I'm writing that down for us because we really need to think about that. We really <laughs> need to like own have that part of it and have fun. Shit. Why not? You never Life know when you're gonna fucking short and end we might up be in, in a, a camp soon. I'm saying an internment <laughs> camp pretty soon here, so yeah. may as well get out there. Exactly. And so she fucks up the moment, then she finds well, out. She, well, she's like, you would have shown your spot. Right. She's like, later. you would have been. And then you're... she went into like, I'm a hate, I'm hating all men and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, the problem is yourself. you. Right. It's not me, it's you. And she was like, whatever. And then she finds out her sister had a miscarriage and. It's very sweet and sad because she's like, you know, her uh, brother-in-law bought a little baby baseball mitt for the baby because it were he was wanting it to be a boy. Yeah. And he comes in and he's like, my wife is the most beautiful thing in the world. And she was just like, oh my gosh. And then she realizes that everything she thought 
is not what it was. And right. so she decides to, like, come out to the world. During a phone interview that was supposed to be just her... Voice. Voice. Yeah. So she comes out in front of everybody, which I'm sure is huge ratings. Sure. <clears throat> and then... The very end, she chases after Hugh Jackman, who Hugh Jackman was like, was like "Fuck what this the shit! Fuck is going this on? This bitch like because when they were in their little bedtime moment, she right. was like, "What you see is what you get." Right. Except for the fact that I'm this crazy old lady yeah. making up these weird stories about and bull he, lines. Well, and for someone who's a complete non-bullshit shitter, yeah, like, was like, "And I'm out." He's like, he literally. But then out the door. turns out, like after she chases after him, he's like, "Oh, okay, I do like crazy women." <laughs> Well, of course. He's like, we can make it work. And then I said, I the most awkward makeup session ever. Yeah, she the kissing was really not great in this. It wasn't realistic. She was just like mashing her <laughs> lips on his face, and then he was trying to like move his head. Yeah, it, just was it, was not. Just, it was like one of those old timey movie kisses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I thought that this would never have been a big deal with. Um, YouTube and Twitter because she'd have had her own fucking vlog about this already, ranting oh, and yeah. raving, and it would have already been whatever. It wouldn't be like it wouldn't be this thing. Oh yeah, which is like, so the only cute to see yeah. like the difference between like she would have just been like a Tumblr famous. Sure, yeah, she would have been Instagram, not Instagram famous. She'd have been YouTube ish famous or whatever. And then, probably not YouTube because her face. She but she been... might not have even cared about concealing it at that point. I mean, no. nowadays, I think she would have used YouTube. To reveal herself, if it were a newer film, but mm, I think she would have kept it. Well, because she was trying. I think to, she would have kept to the do the alternate personality. Sure. So it would have been yeah. more of like a blogging or and like then, Tumblr thing, and getting out there, and then she would have been famous, mm-hmm. or like you said, Twitter, like sure. putting things yep. out there, and then it would have been like a, a live Twitter been feed, been like a live Facebook, Facebook this live. Is who I am actually. <laughs> Just because, yeah. If this movie were, re- were redone. Yeah. So do you think that you felt that way when you were breaking up with uh, Sven or Bjorn? <sighs> do you think that you had that mentality? Because I think this is what that's playing on, is the whole, like, this is the extreme of us trying to figure out why something did or did not work. I don't think so. Like, trying I, to get logical instead of emotional. I don't think so. I think um, a lot of... Some of the, obviously, some of the things that happened actually did happen to me, like the restaurant discussion right. and all those sorts of things happened to me with Bjorn. But I guess I didn't have the resources to to be like, I want to try and look up other theories to see. Like, it wasn't to me. Like, you knew I guess why I didn't, it didn't work. think about it in that way. And for, for me, a person who will always be harder on herself. I beat myself up about it more. It was things that were my fault or things I didn't do right or things that I could have done differently or better or that I should have known better about. That was it. Like, I couldn't trust myself to make a good decision anymore as opposed to just a fucking fuckboy. Right. (laughs) Who cares? Like, if she had realized, too, that he was a fuckboy and who gives a fuck about him, it would have been a completely different movie. Like, her mindset would have probably been different. But it's hard to do, especially when you really feel like you've found a person that you have a deeper connection with. And I wrote that down and I've explained that, that I felt like we had more of a, more of a deeper mental connection of, than, you know, than I had ever experienced 
mm. previously. And so it was that sort of stuff. Like, I saw our future together. I saw us being happy and all of that kind of stuff. Like, I thought that this was really it. I thought I finally had found it because it was kind of like a movie. Not yeah. a great movie, but like, okay, it kind of was like a movie at certain <laughs> points in time. The good parts were. Right, right, right. And um, when that didn't work out that way... That was hard because it's like, well, what the fuck do, am I supposed to do now? Right. You know? And at first I, I took it like a champ. I wish you the best and I hope you find someone and blah, 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 blah. But then, obviously, as time right, passes, on. you start to feel like, what the f- Like, I'm a fucking... A, I'm an idiot because I let this happen to me. How could I have done that? How could I have not protected myself? How did I let this happen? And then I let it happen again as a friendship, right? Thinking like, oh, he's figured it out and he's seeing the light. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again, like Dessa says, they're not going to come to you with a bouquet knocking on your door. That's just not how that works. No. So you have to figure out how to get past it. So do you think that the ending was pretty realistic then? No. Or do you think, like, typically... Because I, th- I think that was the hardest part. Is I was like, oh, I get it. He's falling for her. But I feel like they wouldn't have tried to make it work. I feel like... It ended like a rom-com would, right. right? But if you take it for that, great. You just take it for what it is at face value. I think most of the time, we have been conditioned as women to kind of internalize that. And that's what can really happen to you and for you. And you may know someone through someone who knows someone who right. might who has had that happen to them. You know, we do know someone who lives a very beautiful, happy, wonderful life yes. through online dating. I mean, it's like idyllic and magical where that has never been our experience, you know. Right, right, right. So it, it happens. But it's, it's nice to know that we aren't, that we're actually like, I guess, one degree away from it, as opposed to, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy, right? So that's different, but, and let's be honest, Beyonce just, and her husband just dropped an album album. about the fact that now they're in love, they've had therapy, they've done all this shit, and they're together, and it's great. That's not a typical reality for everybody. No. I mean, it's wonderful, I'm so glad that that was working out for them. But on the real, that's just not everybody's real life. That's not what happens, right? That's just not how it Well, a it lot of really that is privileged with money, too. Sure. The and time. the fact that he realizes that I'm fucking with Beyonce. Yep. I, what you am I doing? rent out the entire Louvre. <laughs> I look like Joe Camel, and I'm fucking married to Beyonce. <laughs> right? There is it. And that's, to be fair, that's something to get over on Beyonce's side, too, to know that, like, it took to that point to be like... We got married, we had a kid, and yet... You're still a fuckboy. You boy. still were a fuckboy or whatever, and you're just now coming to that conclusion. Right. Like, that's love on her side, to be able for to forgive. For sure. And, and for, I honestly not feel... Not forget, but just be like, hey. Like, if he fucks up again, she will... Oh, she will walk away. But she'll kill him. She will fuck him up. <laughs> and that whatever bitch it is, she will take him out. Maybe and I have no proof. doubt about it, and the hive will help her hide it. And they should. Just saying. That's true. You know what I mean? It's just like, really, dude? Like, after all of this stuff. And kudos to Jay-Z for going and seeking therapy and and really working on himself to get to a point to be a better 
human, right? A better husband, sure. a better father. Well, and All to be it. public with that, as sure. Well, and then they came out with it. Well, it's great because men typically don't, especially think black health, men. Yes, don't have a mm-hmm. mental health. They don't think it's great. But I feel that's attributed to her. Right. Oh, know? yeah. Well, he's like, is, you, you want this to be I one way or another way? I have to get my shit together because Beyonce. <laughs> it's Beyonce. Like, what are you doing? And are you crazy? Kids. Come on. It's Beyonce. There's that too. You have kids, whatever. Men leave women with children all the time. It's Beyonce. Not to say, like, we should all be like, we're Beyonce. You know what I mean? Like, we should all develop that spirit of, like, we are amazing. We are we are flawless creatures who can come in here and take it over and change the game and do all of that stuff. But this is fucking Beyonce. <laughs> come on. What are you, stupid? I wouldn't leave Beyonce. I don't look like a camel. <laughs> and I love Jay-Z. That's the hard part. Like, I actually really love him as a rapper. So it's it was difficult. But I was like, fuck you, dude. Like, you're going to fuck around on this chick? And she is ride or die for you? Are you crazy? Men are. And they are. Because their egos and whatever they've been raised to do or think or believe. And so the fact that he was able to overcome that is wonderful. And may it continue and last. (laughs) Because we're going to find him in a ditch somewhere 12 years from now if he doesn't fuck up again. But for now, it's happy and love and they're on tour. <laughs> <laughs> but she done no. said in that album, she gonna fuck people up. So I kind of feel like I guess I wouldn't mess with Beyonce because no. she's kind of hood. Leave it alone. Well, also, yeah. yeah. She'd be well within her right. Well within her right. Too. We all can't have that life, and it's it's fine. We still have to deal with regular people in the regular world who don't have a bajillion and eight dollars to go have therapy and get their shit together. Um, get the best that they can get. And you just deal with what you get, but, you know. That's where I was with this movie. I The rest of it was just kind of like, whatever. It's did not you good. laugh when she was, like, racing around to find her diaphragm? Yeah, I did write it down. I wrote it down. Her <laughs> dusty <laughs> diaphragm. <laughs> I'm like, get a condom. Well, I'm sure they're doing both. I'm sure they're doing both. Are you sure about that? I would fucking hope so. She knows that he's sleeping with another woman. They broke up. They didn't talk about any of that. We talked about this in our previous podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking wear condoms. Dental dams. Dental dams. The whole fucking shabam. Protect your mouth and your Protect yourselves. All your holes. Protect them. Protect your holes. Just do it. <laughs> please. Please. Like, I'm not saying this as a, you can't trust your man, but like, you can't trust your man to take care of, we have learned this, you can't trust a man to take care of your own body. You just can't. <laughs> Clearly. This has been proof time and time again through these past years of everything that you just, you need to be the protector of your own body because they aren't thinking of your body. They're thinking of their dick and what else mm, pleasure they can, they can it. get right. from it. Thus, you can talk to him about it. You can be like, hey, this is what women go through and why we're doing this, yada, yada. But particularly if he's like, I don't want to wear a condom. I don't care how much in love you are. I don't care how whatever, anything. Like, just, just don't wear a fucking condom. And if he wants to get with you, he'll wear the fucking condom. Protect so yourself. Would you 
say if you were in Dessa's position or my position where I was at a certain point in time, would and you had the ability, so it's kind of like eternal sunshine of the spotless right, mind, right? Right, right, right. Like, would you undergo fMRIs and the chimes so, to get over a relationship? Um, like, how far would you go? Right, I would consider Dessa as a number one and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and number 10. Well, yeah, that's kind of different. So, like, I would never go, I don't think, at Well, 10. let's just say it's realistic Dessa's and the well, right. spotless well, mind I mean, is it's like, like, we're going to erase your memories. Like, if you were to say, like, we can do one thing or another, mm-hmm. like, I don't think that there's, unless there's something, like, it's it's hard for me to ever think of, I would not want to remember this. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be who I am now. Sure. This is also coming from someone who is privileged of not having anything traumatic happen personally, too. Like, I haven't had something happen in my childhood that, like, has forever wrought my entire life, particularly sexually. I haven't had, you know, that kind of stuff. So, like, coming from a place of privilege in there, I don't think that there's ever a moment that I'd be like remove this from my brain because I cannot handle it because I am who I am today because of everything that's happened to me. So, um, Dessa's, I think I could see me doing it knowing that like it wouldn't change much else because even though like she said, like it's not changing your memories, it's not changing, like it's changing your reaction. It's you're changing your reactions to something. And I look at that, what she did as much as being like, here's, your pill for your depression. Sure. Here's your, like, because for whatever reason your body is not doing what it should be doing, mm-hmm. like, here's that thing to help you along. Mm-hmm. And, um... If you could take a pill, would you take a pill to free, to kind of... Take care of? Ease that transition? And that's hard for me to say. I've, I haven't been that obsessed mm. with something. But I do know that in those moments of me having that reaction of liking somebody and having that like waking up or not waking up just like going to bed and feeling that heartache I can imagine after 12 years of that being like I just can't like I I can't do this anymore and yeah I would then because it's like what is life then what is life like some people would disagree because they would say well that's life because art and yes, love and feelings and feelings and all that and me being like yeah I'm mm. also I need to live I need like there's so much more out there than you this. have to move on as you well. do there's a what's healthy and it's not healthy to have that focus so I think that yeah I would probably do something similar because because again, it doesn't erase the memories. And like she said, after she was done, she was like, I, I still had a fondness. I still, you know, like I remembered everything that occurred mm-hmm. and happened and I could recall how I felt during that. But like looking at him didn't give that mm-hmm. gut wrenching, like feeling that I normally would have. And I think that's good. That That's more healthy mm-hmm. than, than having that obsession. And I think the reason why I took to it and that's where it's almost worrisome is because I do, I don't like that. And I don't like that feeling of having that neediness. And mm. I think that's why a lot of the time I was actually talking to my friend Gaya about this one time when we were having drinks because she actually has had a terrible thing happen to her where her husband was ripped from her. And we were kind of discussing like those feelings of, 
Um, cause she didn't love him at first. Like when they met each other, they were 14 type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, but it turned into what it was sure. near the end. And me just being like, how do you even, like, I don't even understand how you, cause she was talking about the, the safe feeling of being like, there's a difference between a love of a friend. Well, not even a friend, but just being like, my mom, of course, loves me. Sure. She has to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everybody has that, but just in general, like, for our, what's considered a, a functioning family, of sure. like, of course, my mother will always love me type of thing. But this was someone who chose to love and then continued to choose mm-hmm. to love. Like, there, there is a choice, essentially, in the matter of being like, I want you in my life and I want to continue to have that. And they did have their problems, but, like, he was a wonderful human being and they were both always on the same page of being like, yeah, we need to grow. We need to do this together. And she's like, and now, you know, that's gone. Like that safeness of coming home. Sure. Knowing that you have someone right. there who loves you. And that, well, and it was more of like, our discussion was more along the lines of, because like now that he's passed, realizing that she doesn't have as much energy and she realized that, well, he was a lot of my energy, like coming home and being safe and feeling like, oh, I can just be me. So that was kind of like a way to like when you're with someone like people have those relationships when you're with friends that you don't feel like you're, you're wasting any energy Mm -hmm. because you're just kind of hanging out by yourself essentially anyway. Like there's, you have that mutual understanding. And so that's kind of what he was for her. And then she was like, I don't do as much stuff anymore because like I suddenly don't have as much energy anymore. And I was like, totally get that. But then also in the same sense, I was asking her about, that's what I'm afraid of though. Like I'm afraid to get to that point of having that level of intimacy, mainly because then like what happens, like I'm too worried about that future of being like, so what happens when that's gone? Like I'm too worried about like, that's when you live. Apparently (laughs) that's when like you do, that's when you read your epic books and (laughs) novels and you You have the love artist years of journals (laughs) that you read on the internet to strangers about your life right (laughs) so i mean and she was just like well are you afraid of being vulnerable and i was like i mean i used to be and stuff i was like i'm not as much anymore it's like i am i'm like i'm afraid in a romantic sense yes of that being but i was like amongst friends and stuff i was like i will i'll go to movies and i'll cry in public like, but I don't that think that's what she means by vulnerable. Oh, no, yeah. But, like, I feel like I tell my friends things and, like, I let them know that kind of stuff. But, like, romantically, I purposefully don't because I don't want that intimate relationship because I'm too afraid to type of thing. Like, it's just, it's, just, it's seeing that kind of, like, it's so intriguing to me that people are able to do that. Because I was like, how? Like, how are you able to... Yes, of course, they probably still have the same fear, but how do they say fuck it anyway? They just go for it, which is what Hugh Jackman told us to do. <laughs> but how do, you, how do you do it anyway? He said, he said <laughs> sometimes you're so hell-bent on making sure things fit, you'll miss out on the fun when they don't. You kind of just have to tell yourself this, it's okay. Like, you have to stop thinking. You might have to turn your brain off. Don't dial it down <laughs> from 11 to 4 or something along those lines. Right. And there might be someone that comes along that will make you want to do that. Maybe, right. And that just hasn't yet happened. And it hasn't happened yet. However, 
I don't know if you are open well, right. enough to allow that to happen. Well, if it does. Usually what happens, because as I've noticed, like anytime I ever like someone, now I'm just essentially wary. Because I found out about four or five years ago, I kind of, not found out, more just kind of realized that the men I tend to go for are not that great. As we found out with The Bachelor, Bachelorette. <laughs> where I was like, oh yeah, he's cute. And then it was like, he is now like, because Bachelorette is terrible with background checks, convicted of battery. And I was like, what the fuck? So when you guys listen to the batch, Mallory watches the Bachelorette episode, <laughs> she ended up crushing on this guy named Lincoln. I was like, oh, he's so great. turns he's out so to cute. be some kind of like batterer, offend, sex offender. So... She had a good picker on that. Well, one. and then we both were like, she'll probably go for the fisherman. But for different then, reasons, because right. he's a fisherman. Yeah, he's a fisherman, he's so whatever, but it turns out it also... It doesn't surprise me that he would be racist. Oh, God. Or, and hate... It's just 101 bachelorette. And a homophobe. Come on, y'all. <laughs> like, they didn't Number look at their thing social you do. media. They you didn't look, look at anything. You don't even need a background check. You literally can just be like, type a, type a, type. Oh, look, he's a racist. Awesome. We don't need him. Like, right. 101. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they didn't do that leads me to more believe that they did it on purpose. Oh, my God. So more this drama. week, the trailer is Persistent Gentleman and some other guy are going on a two-on-one date with her, and Persistent Gentleman is, like, super pissed with this other guy, so they're both, like, talking in her ear. Persistent Gentleman's still there. I, well, I mean, he's a Persistent Gentleman. But then he, like, gets mad, and he's like, you're no better than Ari was, and all kinds of shit. I'm just like, oh my god. I wonder how it ends, if Persistent Gentleman is gonna stay or go. (laughs) He's gonna be a fucking gossip. And of course it was more like, well, look at you know, look at me with his clothes and body and whatever. I am the most pristine <laughs> suit. And I have the right handkerchief that matches along with it and doesn't take your eye from the rest that's going on here. It just accents. And I have How my Nazi <laughs> cut, which is the bomb diggity. Yeah. How can you go for anybody else? Oh my gosh. I am what you need. He is the best. He can't imagine... No, there's no way. He's legitimately just doing this for... So it'll be interesting to see when we watch The Bachelorette again at the end, who she ends up with, and how far Persistent Gentleman gets in this. He's so vacuous, I just can't understand why he's still there at this point. But then again, Sex Offender's still there, and I think... Garrett, the fly fisherman. Wait, so even after everything came out, she kept... Well, this came out in the regular news. I don't know when it comes out on the show. Okay. So, they weren't like, in this episode of the explosive episode of The Bachelorette, this one was about Persistent Gentleman and this other guy going head-to-head to to see who's going to get the rose. Because when you do a two-on-one date, she's got to get rid of one of you at the end. We found out legitimately that... Because of this article that came out, people were like, actually, you can find out really, really easily. Yes, all you have to do is freaking Google it right now. Google them. Go on their Instagram and you'll see it. What? Should we look at it and see right now who she ends up with? Oh, it's up to you if you want to do that. I mean, you're going to still have to watch it at the end. So would you rather just be surprised later on? In well, the I, just be, I, I won't be interested if we, if I know. I know. Is. So then don't so bother. Then look it up. Damn it. If something happens with Persistent Gentlemen, I'll let you know. <laughs> How about that? I, I, I really think that he's a neo-Nazi. <laughs> like, <laughs> if he wasn't, he will be. <laughs> if this, I'll recruit him into there. Take photographs for us, persistent gentlemen. Whatever. 
So what about you? Do you think that you would have done it? Especially with all the band songs. See, that's the thing, right? So I don't know if I've talked about it yet on our podcast, but I still have many of my chats mm-hmm. from um, MS from M from Messenger mm-hmm. between myself and Bjorn when we were I guess, quote unquote, seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And I kept them because I've always told you, like, I wanted to, like, oh, comprise right, 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 them right. into a book and make people decide whether or not I was crazy, <laughs> whether or not he liked me or not, or whether or not I was just completely off kilter. Right. I always wanted to do that. So I still have all of those chats saved. And see, that's the difference between you and I is because I feel like I throw things right. pretty quick. And I, ke- I keep it also to ground me in the fact that Remember what you did. <laughs> Never forget <laughs> what you've done. Whereas so, I'm like, where's the fire? Burn it right here. Great. Right. So, you know, there's kind of that whole... I don't... I don't... It wasn't pleasant. But you don't forget by doing what Desa did. It's just... You, you it don't allows forget, you to move but on. it allows you to move on. And I think I have moved on. Yeah, but how it's long did just, it take you to move on? think of how long it took when did we become friends after we were done with the friendship when i ended Mm -hmm. that i was done there with his portion of it the portion of it that continued was because i couldn't trust myself anymore right so for me it was i double punished myself for no reason Right, right 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 um but i think that was maybe three years and if you go by charlotte's rules i probably was over a year over by a year of what is it like three months for three months for every month or something cuckoo i was still late obviously on it and you grieve how you grieve yeah i just i I know someone don't want to waste my life grieving over a fuck boy for no well there's that but then also there needs to be that time for self-reflection i think absolutely far too many women who yes Go out and get some and have some fun, like, because sometimes you need that. Jump but back also, on the horse. But also, like, I, some of these people aren't waiting more than a day. Mm-hmm. And some of these people, you know, aren't, even if they, they they're aren't They're not waiting, giving themselves the they're time. They're not giving themselves. They're self, jumping from relationship right, to relationship, which doesn't serve which anybody isn't well. too healthy, for sure. Yeah. Because then you might land the guy, right? And then have to fix everything in the middle of everything. Right. You know. I mean, there's two different ways that it goes. Either, I mean, he could be falling in love with the person who he thinks he has to save. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you don't need to be saved anymore. Mm-hmm. So then where's the relationship? Right. I mean, I suppose you could just never fix yourself. Most people tend to do that. <laughs> just go about life. <laughs> being assholes. Not true worrying story. about it. It's too much work to do it's that. It's true. It's true. I preferred to... Fix myself. Yes. And work on that portion of it. And also to I mean, learn to trust myself again. Well, because right. I have to be... It's me. Me and me. Me on me. It is right. me. I carry me. And it's our thing. It's my thing with myself. And right. I have to be able to trust myself to make a decision. There's that too. And that's part of the reason... The other reason why I was like, how do you even... Because I'm like, I'm so independent. Mm-hmm. That I was like, how do you even get to that point then of being like allowing someone else into your life? Too? I think now it would be probably more difficult for me because I really don't have a tolerance for a lot of shit. Right. And um, I don't necessarily think I'll be like, well, I'm 
going to see how this works out. I probably would be out relatively quicker it's, than I would be. It depends on what Previously? it is. But I would be like, if you, ha- how much growth do you have? Mm-hmm. Because like, if there's there's certain things that I was just like, okay, that might take you a good few years, and I can't be around exactly. you while you figure out how not to be racist, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? Right. I mean, like, I got friends who are trans, so thus, um, Bye. I'm not going to be around you right. if you can't handle that. Well, those are carte blanche, like. Right, that's just it. a like, no go. You're not you're not moving past this level if you can't. But there's meet certain these feminists that, or certain people, I should say, who claim that they're feminists who end up actually not being as such, like saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm an ally." But then I was like, "You're not actually." An but ally you don't know what that means. You won't use they them pronouns for mm-hmm. anybody, like that kind of stuff. It's just all and a whole whole fuck all, I guess. But my my point was too is being like, I only trust myself. Good for you. And that's hard to make a partnership Mm -hmm. when it's like, I'm not going to, like, it's kind of like when you're thinking of like, you're carrying a load and if you only trust yourself to carry it, like you have to be like, okay with the fact that you got to carry it. There's a, there's a couple of things that I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll allow people to carry these few items. I don't mind so much if they drop because either I can repair that or like, it's like impenetrable, mm-hmm. so whatever. Like if it's fucked up a little bit, I'll be like, "Yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll keep it with me." But then there's certain things that I'd be like, "Ooh, yeah, no, um, that's staying with me. You won't get to carry that, right?" And because uh, I'm the only person that's okay with the fact of this falling to the ground and getting fucked up for whatever reason, because I trust myself to care about that. Whereas, like, if you were to drop it. I would never know whether or not it was an accident or Mm -hmm. I would never, like, I would never know whether or not you actually cared enough about it dropping. And I don't like that. So, like, I don't even give the opportunity to allow someone to carry that for me, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So, like, that, I think, was part of it as well with the trust stuff and being like, no, I I definitely just trust myself and my decision making. Like, and it's practice, though. It's like you said, like, you literally just have to do it. How else are you going to learn how to fucking do it without just practicing? Right. And then you just have to be okay with it. Being like, well, that just definitely fell and broke. But also be sky aware, right? So know, like, you do have limits. And when you get to that point, don't go, well, let me just see. I'll just give it a moment and see how it works out. If it's one of those things, you have to be able to just say, sever it and move on. Right. And that, I think, is kind of the harder part where most women would will tend to just stay in it and see how it works out right. and give them a chance and not really tell them what the problem was and those sorts of things. And again, it all comes down to open communication. And self-worth. Absolutely. Definitely self-worth. Because I know people who are, I'm like, you may, they may not communicate, but also you don't think that you That you're worthy of it. Right. And understanding that and really knowing that you do. Right. Right. We all do. We all do. Even even the dudes. So, and that was kind of, I mean, in the movie, to bring it back. Hey! <laughs> Circle she, back. I mean, Jane even knew during that time when she's like, oh, how did he disappear? Well, it was a little subtly. And mm-hmm. then I was like, well, maybe no, it, was it wasn't. Less it was like right in my face, and I just re- chose to ignore it. Right, right. And I did that. I've done that we all several times. Do over. that. We all go, well, you know. Because as women, we always try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And men are like, no, this is what it is, right? And we don't well, ever take their word or their actions for face value. We always right. think that they're, they don't like understand. There has to be an underlying something. Mm-hmm. And if that's just kind of taken care of, then it's fine. Right. Then all of a sudden it'll be how we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could just fix this part, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and that's usually, I've taken, I know at a point in my life, definitely to the extreme of like taking things at face value. So I'm like, A, it's just easier. <laughs> it's way easier to just be like, well, he said that. He may have been joking and so or whatever. And so, but you know what? I'm just going to say like, he's probably kind of a sexistic because he said that. <laughs> um, it's a good general rule to start off that way. But, I mean, it's also so you don't have to emotionally go through the shit that you have mm-hmm. to do. But um, but you don't know if your mind is playing tricks on you, if that's a fear-based thing for yourself, kind of oh, like your self-preservation of, of any little tiny thing they right. say that might be like a slight off-kilter for you that doesn't really jive with what your true beliefs are. Oh, for sure. Then you're like, nope, I'm out. For sure. And I know that that has happened to me. But the most part, too, I know that... I do know. I you gave mean, her a sideways glance. Yeah. I was like, you know the bullets I fucking dodged. <laughs> I also know that you just were like, well, you're boring. <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> they were. <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> Don't make me yours. Uh. <laughs> You're a shiksa goddess. What can you do in the gaming world? Jesus Christ. Uh, you're like a unicorn. No, I'm not. There's plenty of us out there. You just refuse to allow I'm us to I'm going to call you pixelated unicorn. No. <laughs> there are many geek women out there. We just either A, choose not to be known, or... Uh, we are known, but we just don't put it out there also. We or... have our own pixelated unicorn. Freaking Jesus, no. Like the horn is pixelated, so you can't really <laughs> see if it's a horn or not. <laughs> it just looks out of focus. <laughs> oh, jeez. Sweet. <laughs> So I guess with practice, we can just find our own Hugh Jackman. Man, I wish. Holy <laughs> balls. Because <sighs> let me tell you, I was like, I well, obviously, there's no comparison between Hugh Jackman and Greg Kinnear, so... Well, one of them looks like the kind, nice guy who supports women, but he isn't. And then you have... The other one who is like, I'm very realistic about this. When I'm attracted to someone, I let him know, and when I'm not, I'm kind of like, Bye. Which makes sense. I mean, to be fair, the way the movie, I don't know how the book was, the way the movie depicted him, I was like, he's perfectly fine. He's not an asshole. He's not a dick. Like, the way she was treated when she was like, oh, you're a slut kind of Mm -hmm. stuff, I was like, honestly, like, though, he's not doing anything wrong. The only one part was, like, when he broke up with the girl because she went home and ate the ice cream in front of her. It was kind of strange. Well, they weren't really dating. I know. It was just. But, like, he also, yeah, that was, I was like. I think that was just a If you watch, you could interpret it depending on how it was. She wasn't. Where she Jane. wasn't her. Right. Because that was the point so you started noticing right. signs. He started to like He was her. like, yeah, 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 sure. It was because of this. Yeah. Um, so you could interpret it as that. Or, like, there are men out there who are like Weird. <laughs> We're like, yeah, she ate already and yet she, she was ate more. Got home. <laughs> I was like, well. Maybe she was She's on like, her period. This woman stuffing her face with her refrigerator door open. I'm like, what? What is? Red flag. Red flag on the play. 
Get so, it. so you would get chimes then? Um, no. You would have left it even after twelve years. Well, I mean, I probably would have gotten chimes for myself so that I could trust myself again. If okay. it was what I needed to do, I would do that part of forgiving myself and being able to let myself move on because that's more important to me. I mean, obviously, we don't have a, I don't have a relationship with right. Bjorn anymore. I had to think about the names again. So you think even if, like, so let's say you did have a relationship and then he got married and then you still had that whole I would, whatever. I wouldn't. I, I would have severed that. I did. I would have severed it. Okay. There was no way that I would have been able to do that. Okay. Especially, and obviously that's different. Especially at that point. Right. No way. And it's also different because obviously Dessa said, like, he didn't get married or anything. He was still available. I thought he, got... well, in some of the songs... Somebody's married. Somebody's got kids. Because it was an older person. Person someone older than her. Well, she had another relationship, too. Because, like, there was, like, a time when she was overseas for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then she came back and she's like, I thought being with that other person, it would have been completely different. And then she came back and she's like, nope, picked up right where it stopped. Mm-hmm. So my guess is that it's somebody who was married, they could keep doing what they were doing, which was she could be a side chick or whatever it was. Right. And be fine. Taking advantage of her youth and naivete, maybe a little bit. Maybe it was polyamorous relationship. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Although she probably would have talked know. about she it. She might have talked about it though. On the yeah. Anywho, I wouldn't. I would have gotten chimes for myself, not because of the relationship. I would have gotten chimes for me, right? So that I could move on. Do you trust yourself now? I do. I trust myself a lot more than I did before, and it's obviously is that because you're overprotective though that you trust yourself or. Do you think that legitimately you're like, no, I think. I think with all the things that I have gone through and have learned and continue to learn about myself and the meds that I'm on and my talk therapy, mm-hmm. I think I have a better, I don't have to internalize everything emotionally so I can kind of see the playing field for what it actually is right? and decide this, this, this or that. Whereas before it was just all kind of like, okay, this and this, I got to take it all in and figure it out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it jumbles up in your brain more so than I think it would now. But now I come with a whole other set of circumstances. Right, right. So... Do you think that you would do the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind? No, because I really do feel that you should, as we talked about earlier, you have to face the, the things that you do, mm-hmm. whether they're good or bad, and the mistakes that you make because you learn from them. And I learned a lot from what I from my experiences. I know what I would never like to repeat again. There are some things that I would love to have changed just because they would have probably been better for me in the long term. But I would never take those things away. I probably would change how I behaved in the moment. Right, right. But I would never take those experiences away. This what makes you who you are. That is how I earned these frown lines on my face (laughs) and the worry lines on my forehead. I thought that woman didn't, uh, black woman didn't uh, crack. Yeah, we wrinkle. <laughs> There's some edges that fray, but yeah. I can't remember. Do you um, watch Arrested Development at all? Did you? Not the new ones. No, I haven't watched the new ones. I Well, I haven't, the latest, I should say, just because of uh, the Forget Me Not. Was that the newest or? 
Might have been the first new, like the fifth season, the first Netflix one or Job or whatever. I would always um. He's like, just take a forget me not, but then it turns out that he's roofing himself all the time. <laughs> so he's like, every time something happens that he wasn't proud of, he'd just be like, well, I'll take a forget me not, like, and he's just like, and he's like, and then I'll feel better. And oh my god! But then like he would forget that he had already picked up his forget me not type things, like, so it's like this continuing cycle of like how much he was buying. <laughs> Such a stupid show. I know there were points in time where I would have loved to have forgotten all of it and not gone through it, but but you're glad you do. I'm glad I I'm I'm glad I did. I'm glad I have that experience. I'm not happy about the time it has taken. Right. But again, that's not because of Bjorn, that is purely because of me. So, so would you recommend this movie? I would. I like someone like you. It went pretty quick. Um, it's cute. It's a fun little simple and easy rom com. It's got stars before they were really, really superstars. I mean, Ashley Judd was probably the most famous person at that point. Maybe Ellen Barkin. Oh, mm. maybe Greg Kinnear actually. I mean, all because that was not Hugh Jackman though. <laughs> really? I thought he was. When I saw it, I was like, oh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, but you but he might have just been a rom com guy too. Like, probably saw it. I'm trying to think when. I mean, it would have been the 2002, 2003 that it probably would have been on HBO. I don't know when the when Wolverine came out, but that's kind of when he kind of like. Well, my burst. that was I was gonna say I was like wasn't just Wolverine. I just mean like X Men in general. So I'm yeah. pretty sure X Men was out around that same time. So I was like, oh hey, mm-hmm. X Men man. Right, but prior <laughs> to that, he wasn't like mm-hmm. super. I was like, oh, that guy's cute. You know what I mean? I yeah, didn't yeah. know who that was at the time. So It's always weird to hear him, too. Like, most of his what is... movies were just, like... No accent! Yeah, he's, like, American. Uh... <laughs> and then and then you hear him with his real one, and you're like, whoa. You're Australian, for sure. You are. See, but that's why we need to figure out if we have to go... To New Zealand? To New Zealand. Iceland? Iceland, supposedly, yeah. Actually, they have really good hiking grounds, Lisa. I've, I've never... Been on there longer than like my plan landed there for. Yeah, I got it. But Bjork, so I'm not <laughs> sure. But we'll figure out. We'll plot out places. <laughs> Our traveling. Where we're no. Well, where oh we're God. gonna. That's what we should do too, man. Internet too. date. We should save a bunch of money and oh, then we'll sure. do a dating around the world. Yeah, we and can the totally best countries do there are that. To be diverse. We're gonna save and... so much money to date around the world in the next six months, guys. It's just my excuse to go out in the world and see shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll get there and I'll be like, oh, you're so nice. Oh, never mind. I'm going to go over here because I want to really check out this, like, no. waterfall. Right. Exactly. And I'll abandon you and you'll be like, what the fuck, Mallory? Like, bitch, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's going to do. So we're not doing that. We're gonna <laughs> internet, internet date around the world. We're going to figure out if they have, like, Kiwi date dot com. I'll just ask my friends. I'll just ask my Kiwi friends and be like, date where you date? Dot net. I'm sure they're just like, we use Tinder, but it's just here. Yeah, I know. You gotta be there. So that's a problem. I mean, you can, I don't know if you can on there. I know that there's other websites that you can be like, I'm okay, like long distance. And yeah, like Match and all that shit. You can do yeah. kind of broadly. But we all know how racist Match.com is. So. Yeah. But maybe not abroad. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Maybe I'm like, I am a Maori princess. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> Good day. That's that's Australian. I know. <laughs> Koalas. <laughs> that's still Australian. Manuka honey. Boom. 
Maybe. That's New Zealand. That I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we're doing well. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You can email us. I doubt you will. I'm just jaded about it now. So. Sounds pretty needy there, Tamuel. I am needy. Please email us. <laughs> if you have stories that are similar to mine, because I really am feeling like I'm isolated right now. I mean, you've even got validation on Twitter from people, <laughs> and I have yet to receive the same. This is so, true. so if anything, Battle Love Podcast, one. you can find us Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, Battle Love Podcast. Battle Love Pod for Twitter. Cheers. Be nice to each other. <laughs> How snip, lucky. Snip, 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 snip. Snips, to snips. Use. Protect them. Protect your home.